What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Politics by Faith, brought to you by Patriot Gold Group and Public Square. Grateful you're here, excited for today's episode today we're going to talk about trump derangement syndrome the venom against donald trump it is something to see these last what seven years or so i've never seen anything like it i've never seen people hate anyone like people hate donald trump i'm thinking back to george w bush now today of course he's a great guy the left loves george w bush but i'm like i remember people burning him in effigy during Iraq war protests, but still nothing <laughs> compared to the like wounding of the innermost being that comes from the mere mention of Donald Trump upon people. People won't even say his name. Republicans, Republicans won't say his name out loud. They'll say stuff like, uh, uh, you know, I think the way the justice system is treating the former president is wrong. It's like, say his name. Why won't you? He's not Voldemort. So where did this term Trump derangement syndrome even come from? It actually started with George W. Bush. Charles Krauthammer, remember him? Uh, great political commentator. In 2003, he said the acute onset of paranoia and otherwise normal people in reaction to the policies, the presidency, nay, the very existence of George W. Bush, called it Bush uh, derangement syndrome. It's that blind rage that we talked about in a previous episode. It's that it just makes people's blood boil. Trump does. We give a million examples. I mean, you lived it, but just for whatever reason, the example that comes to mind is uh, during COVID when Trump said, you know, maybe ivermectin could be a good thing for people to use. Yeah, you know, we're not sure looking into it, but you know, that that's encouraging. Could be uh could be great if if something and then everyone freaked out. Everyone called it horse paste. Literally, the FDA sent out this this PSA on Twitter that said, You're not a horse. Serious, y'all. Stop it. 
you're not a horse. Don't take horse paste. Do you remember that? And ivermectin, yes, horses can take it, but it's not just for horses. It's been used by people for decades, since 1975. The guy who invented it won the Nobel Prize for it in 2015. It has saved at least the sight of millions of people from something called river blindness. It's been given to 2.9 billion human beings but the FDA, because Trump said, you know, maybe it could uh, be a good thing. The FDA called it horse paste. Not just people on the far left, not even just the media, but the FDA. That's how deep the institutional rot of Trump derangement syndrome is. Actually, let me find this clip here. Let me take I, take a break. In podcast, you can't take a break. You just press pause. But I got to find this uh, this press conference. And, and uh, I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. Here it is. This is Trump. Uh, behind the podium. Supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light, and I think you said that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way. And I think you said you're going to test that, too. Sounds interesting. We'll the right, folks who could. right, and then I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute, and is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or or almost a cleaning? Because you see it gets on the lungs and it does a tremendous number of the lungs. So it'd be interesting to check that. So that you're going to have to use medical doctors with. But it sounds it sounds interesting to me. I've never heard Donald Trump be more humble ever. Oh, yeah, interesting. You know, that could be great. Oh, medical doctors. Yeah, it could be great. And wow, okay. I'm very encouraged by it. And then now, you know what that was? Immediately, Trump tells people to drink bleach. <laughs> That's what it was. Trump orders people to drink Clorox bleach. What? What are you talking about? Trump derangement syndrome. It's always assuming the absolute worst. All right. So what's really going on here? The root of this is everyone worshiping the self. Martin Lloyd-Jones, which if you've been paying attention, I've clearly been reading a lot of recently. He said, no man can practice what our Lord illustrates unless he has finished with himself. I love that sentence because you're like, what? Finished what with himself? No, just with himself. No man can practice what our Lord illustrates unless he has finished with himself, with his right to himself his right to determine what he shall do, and especially must he finish with what we commonly call the rights of the self. In other words, we must not be concerned about ourselves at all. The whole trouble in life, as we've seen, is ultimately this concern about self. And what our Lord is saying here is that it is something of which we must rid ourselves of entirely. We must rid ourselves of this constant tendency to be watching the interests of self to be always on the lookout for insults or attacks or injuries, always in this defensive attitude. That is the kind of thing he has in mind. And that's the posture that people have everywhere they go all the time. They're always like on alert, waiting to see how the self is going to be attacked by someone, by something, by a system, by something invisible, by Donald Trump himself. I'm always waiting and on alert because I can't have the self be attacked. We just got to get over this worshiping of the self and this ever protecting attitude of the self. He says all that must disappear. And that, of course, means that we must cease to be so sensitive 
about self. This morbid sensitiveness, this whole condition. By the way, he wrote this in like 1950. This whole condition in which self is on edge and so delicately and sensitively poised and balanced that the slightest disturbance can upset its equilibrium must be got rid of. Isn't that a perfect description of like the whole like super snowflake culture that we've had these last uh, 10 years or so, right? Like, every, like, oh, I'm so perfectly balanced. The slightest disturbance. Well, well, I just can't even. The condition which our Lord is describing is one in which a man simply cannot be hurt. That is the ideal at which we should be aiming. This indifference to self and its interests. George Mueller, uh, his famous line, he says, There was a day when I died, utterly died, died to George Mueller and his opinions, preferences, tastes, and will, died to the world, its approval or censure, died to the approval or blame of even my brethren and friends. And since then, I've studied only to show myself approved unto God. Hmm. I died. I died to George Mueller. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Last quote from Martin Lloyd-Jones. Whenever I notice in myself a reaction of self-defense, or Trump derangement syndrome, he would say today, or a sense of annoyance or a grievance or a feeling that I've been hurt and wronged and am suffering an injustice. The moment I feel this defensive mechanism coming into play, I must just quietly face myself and ask the questions, why exactly does this thing upset me? So if people did that when Trump said, you know, maybe this, um, like a disinfectant or UV light, that could be actually kind of interesting. And people are like, what? Like if instead people said, why has why that upset me so much? Why am I grieved by it? What is my real concern at this point? Am I really concerned for some general principle of justice and righteousness? Am I really moved and disturbed because I have some true cause at heart? Or let me face it honestly, is it just myself? Is it just this horrible, foul, self-centered and self-concern, this morbid condition into which I've got? Is it nothing but an unhealthy and unpleasant pride? Yes, it's almost always the answer. He says, I wonder whether we've even realized the extent to which the misery and unhappiness and the failure and the trouble in our lives is due to this one thing, namely the self. Go back across the last week. Consider in your mind and recall to your conscience the moments or the periods of unhappiness and strain, the moments of your irritability, your bad temper, the things you've said and done of which you're now ashamed. 
Think of the last week, the things that have really disturbed you and put you off balance. Look at them one by one. And it will be surprising to discover how almost every one of them will come back to this question of self, this self-sensitivity, this watching of self. Self is the main cause of unhappiness in life. This is the fall, right? Satan goes to Adam and Eve and says, oh, God's not being fair to you. He's not being fair. Did he really say, oh, what a jerk. You know, you have a legitimate grievance against him. He got, well, that's not, that's not fair. And Adam and Eve agreed and that was the fall. But worshiping the self means you put yourself on the throne instead of him. Every moment of unhappiness is due to this separation between you and God because you've removed him and put yourself on the throne. If you are in real communion with God, you are happy. Jones said, it does not matter whether he's in a dungeon or whether he has his feet fast in the stocks or whether he's burning at the stake. He is still happy if he's in communion with God. Is not that the experience of the saints down the centuries? So the ultimate cause of any misery or lack of joy is separation from God. And the one cause of separation from him is self. Whenever we're unhappy, it means that in some way or other, we are looking at ourselves and thinking about ourselves instead of communing with God. Hmm. We're supposed to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. So when we're glorifying self or protecting the self, you're looking at yourself instead of looking at God and seeking his glory. So holiness is a deliverance from the self-centered life. And how differently would we respond to everything if we were not so obsessed with the self? Let's lament this for a while. Because again, this is the fall. This is the fall. Pride. What is pride if not obsession and worship with the self? But we don't, like we always blame someone else. That's the one time when we look to other people is when we can blame someone else. That's Cain and Abel, right? Cain and Abel, they made their offerings to God. Abel went God's way. Cain went another way. God rejected Cain's offer and he got angry. And God counseled Cain. The Bible says, the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. But Cain didn't blame someone else. It's always someone else's fault. You know, Hillary blamed Bill's, Bill Clinton's infidelity on his rough childhood. Okay, fine. It may explain, but it doesn't excuse. Right? It may explain why someone has a certain inclination to a negative behavior, perhaps, but it doesn't excuse it. If you've had a trauma, you got to get over it. You got one life. And God made it clear that the choices you make and the consequences you reap are your own. So I lament the human inability, myself included, of course, to take responsibility for anything. It's never my fault. It's always someone else's. Why? Because I got to protect the self. The self is perfect. I'm perfect. I'm infallible. So if something bad happened, well, it's someone else's fault. 
if I did something bad, well, it wasn't me who did it. It was another person who made me or whatever, because we got to protect the self. Instead of acknowledging how broken and fallen and wretched sinners we are, we protect the self. So what's the biblical example of this? First, before we do that, I want to tell you about Public Square. There's never a better time for me to tell you about Public Square. Like, like things are so insane right now. But Dylan Mulvaney and Bud Light, Jack Daniels and, uh, trans and drag queens, Nike sponsoring transgender people who like with sports bras, like dudes with sports bras. Like what in the world is going on? And we just keep giving these people money. Now I did see that Bud Light sales went down 80%, but I guarantee you that's just like today. Give it another week and they'll be back to where they are because we just keep giving money to these people who hate you. I don't know how to be more clear. These people hate you. They hate your values. They hate what you stand for. They hate everything we're talking about here. They are everything that we are fighting against. Like, like here I am like talking about how we worship the self and we need to stop doing that. And these companies are all about that. So how do we get out? Public Square. Public Square, free app, free download. Uh, you can go to publicsq.com or in your app store and it connects you with all like-minded businesses or businesses owned by people who are like-minded with you, who share our values, who, who lament the same things that we lament and want to fix this country. I want to do business with people like that. I want to help people like that. I want to own products from people like that. I want services from people like that. It just, it feels great to, to work with people who have the same values as you do and to not give money to people who hate you. <laughs> PublicSQ.com, free download, public square. So what is a biblical example of dying to the self. So David's son, Absalom, started this rebellion to take over the throne from his dad. And David retreated with some of his men. So David had a lot of problems going on. So he's running away. And this man, Shimei, started cursing at David and threw rocks at him. Shimei, S-H-I-M-E-I, Shimei. Why was Shimei so angry? Well, he was related to the previous king, Saul, and Saul's family died in battle and all that. So, so the blood of, of his family members was on David's hands. So he had a grievance. And of course, it was all David's fault. None of it was ever Saul's fault right? in his mind. So there he is cursing and throwing rocks at the king, at King David. So one of the king's men says, why should this dead dog curse my lord, the king? Please let me go over and take off his head. And David said, yeah, do it. No, David said, no, don't let him keep cursing me. What? Literally, the Bible says, so let him curse. Why? Why would, why would King David allow that? Why would King David allow this criticism as, as unhinged as it was? Two reasons. First, because the Lord has said to him, Curse David. That's, that's what David said. David said, let him curse because the Lord has said to him, curse David. Meaning, God is sovereign. God is in control. God is letting this happen for a reason. How about that mentality? Here's David getting unhinged, unjustified accusations and curses thrown against him and rocks. And he said, Pfft. God's letting this happen for a reason. 
That's the first reason. Second reason, David said, if I respond properly, that will please God. He said, it may be that the Lord will look on my affliction and that the Lord will repay me with good for his cursing this day. So to respond in the right way was another opportunity to obey God. So David did not take revenge on Shimei. David let his, his critic curse him. And he took it like a man. And eventually Absalom lost the rebellion. David went back to the throne and Shimei fell on his face and apologized to the king, begged for his forgiveness. And the king's men asked again to cut off his head. And David said, no. I don't like it. There's a lot of things I don't like about the Bible. Meaning like, I wish it didn't say it. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like it's against my nature. But the Bible is pretty clear on this. Ephesians 4.26 says, be angry and do not sin. Right? So separate your emotions from your actions. If you are angry, do not let sin take over into your actions. Do not let sun go down on your wrath. Shimei kept this dr- uh, grudge for 20 years. <laughs> so he let 20 years of sons go down over his wrath and it built up but David would not let it uh, consume him Colossians 3 8 says but now you yourselves are to put off all of these anger wrath malice blasphemy filthy language out of your mouth worship me in this story by the way I don't know if that was clear <laughs> worship me we're the one who's angry cursing throwing rocks letting the sun go down on our anger Right, that, that's us. Every time you read a story, you're the bad guy. Every time you read a story, you're you're the you're the regrettable <laughs> character. You're Shimei. Right, we want to be like, we're David. Wow, we're awesome. We're really taking it like a man. Nope, you're Shimei. A holy man will follow after humility. He will desire in lowliness of mind to esteem all others better than himself. He will see more evil in his own heart than in any other in the world. That's J.C. Ryle. Think of this sentence here. He will see more evil in his own heart than in any other in the world. Wow, that sentence. Do you see, do you do that? No, no one does. You always see more evil in everyone else. Oh, Trump, he's such an idiot. Whatever, right? Whoever you're saying that. But, but, the, but the holy man will see more evil in his own heart than any in the world. How are we to view this evil in our own heart? J.C. Ryle said, A holy man will understand something of Abraham's feeling when he said, I am dust and ashes. And Jacob, when he said, I am less than the least of all thy mercies. And Job, when he said, I am vile. And Paul, when he said, I am chief of sinners. Holy Bradford, that faithful martyr of Christ, would sometimes finish his letters with the words, A most miserable sinner, John Bradford. (laughs) Can you imagine ending a letter like that? A most miserable sinner, Mike Slater. Good old Mr. Grimshaw's last words when he laid on his deathbed were, here goes an unprofitable servant. A holy man will follow after meekness, long-suffering, gentleness, patience, kind tempers, government of his tongue, so control of his tongue. He will bear much, forbear much, overlook much, and be slow to talk of standing on his rights. That's what King David did, right? King David was being kicked off the throne by his son, Now being cursed by this man, he forbear, he overlooked. He was slow to talk of standing on his rights. He was long-suffering, patient, 
controlled his tongue. Even when he could have just given the word and had someone go over and chop off his head. That's what we need to be more like. Even when the derangement is thrown against you. So what is in my control? On the TV show, which we're going to put here, uh, we talked to Michael Foster. He wrote a book called It's Good to Be a Man. It's a fantastic book. It's a new documentary too. Actually, they gave us a promo code uh, to watch it. They gave you one. Let me give it another shout out here. All right, so it's MyCanonPlus, M-Y-C-A-N-O-N-Plus.com. And if you type in Slater, you get, I think, like a month for like 99 cents or something. Let me see. He sent me an email about it. Here it is. If you type in, where is it? Where do you go in this email? Jesus, a super long email thread here. Um, yeah, free month. Get a month for free. Slater. Just type in Slater and you get a month free. MyCanonPlus.com. Anyway, you can watch the documentary. Uh, it's good to be a man. I have not yet, but I most certainly will because the book's fantastic. And in the book, he talks about gravitas. Someone who can uh, bear the weight of responsibility. Gravitas it means heavy. Uh, gravity. We get the word gravity. And it's someone who can bear the, the weight of a responsibility. And we need to be a person who earns it. We need to be men who can bear the weight of responsibility. Because if you do that, you, will, you are someone who will take accountability. A man who takes on responsibility wants to be held accountable. Men who run from responsibility are always quick to blame everyone else. So we need to lean in and bear more responsibility in our lives. And here's the other thing that responsibility does. The more weight you take on, the more you realize you can't handle it. People think that the Bible says, the, the Lord won't give you more than you can handle. You've heard that line before. People use that a lot. That's not, that's not true. It's not true. That's nowhere in the Bible either. Of course, God gives you more than you can handle. That's not in there. What is true? I'll tell you in a second. First, Patriot Gold Group. The, it's, it's, I'm encouraged. The, I think a couple of days ago, I said the biggest story that no one's paying attention to is the fact that Saudi Arabia is talking with China about selling oil in Chinese currency. This would be the end of the, called the petrodollar. It's the end of the dollar being the reserve currency for the world. And I said, no one's talking about it. And then I guess last night or two nights ago, Tucker Carlson did his opening monologue on it. So, oh, it was great. Because we're getting the word out there that this is a huge problem, a huge, massive issue, not to mention every other economic problem that we're going through right now. Banks are failing. Like that's not over, by the way. We still have a recession to go. The only way they're going to stop inflation is to completely tank the economy. That's it. It's the only way out of a recession or of um, inflation. So what do we do? Might I suggest you consider gold? I own gold and I bought it from Patriot Gold Group. They have a no fee for life IRA where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold or silver. Also, you could just buy gold. You just have physical gold. I own gold. It's unbelievable. It just shows up like FedEx guy comes and delivers the gold. You're like, what? How is this legal? How is this possible to own gold? I have it. And you can buy it too. 1-888-617-6122. 888-617-6122. Talk to a real life person. You can get a free investor guide as well. And know that Consumer Affairs rated them the top rated gold IRA dealer now six years in a row. 1-888-617-6122 or Patriot Gold Group. 
Lord.com. So the Bible doesn't say that the Lord won't give you more than you can handle. Paul said, for we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Instead, he says, indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. (laughs) So what did he do? Complain about it? Run away from the responsibility? No. He said, God did this to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead, (laughs) meaning he can do some pretty big things. So when you take on more responsibility, you'll be more humbled because you'll realize you can't do it. And when you're humble, you'll recognize your own depravity. And when you recognize your own depravity, you'll stop worshiping the self. And when you stop worshiping the self, you'll stop being so taken out by what other people think at all and what other people say. And when people throw rocks at you, it won't matter because you'll fully know how dependent you are on God and how good God is. And then you will see more evil in your own heart than in any other heart of the world. So what's the final thing to meditate on as we depart and head into Easter weekend? I don't want to have any derangement syndrome. <laughs> I don't, I don't want, I don't want it. Just generally speaking, whether it's Trump, Biden, whatever, I don't want any derangement syndromes. I don't want to be consumed with anger. I want to care about what matters, right? I'm not saying we need to not care about anything. Clearly we need to have a righteous anger towards what really matters, but we need to make sure that that doesn't come from a place of pride or a place of worshiping the self or myself. I'm, myself is so fragile that I just, I'm so angry at that because I'm so, none of that. I want to have a right standing with God where I only hate what he hates and love what he loves. Proverbs 4.23, above all else, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Politics by Faith. Mike Slater. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for leaving a five-star review and a written review. It helps with the algorithm so we can spread the word and grow this podcast even more. Every day, there's more downloads every week and month. We're growing in incredible ways, and I'm very grateful to you.